All right, everyone. Welcome to the Law and Business Podcast. With me is James Kwan from Figments. How are you doing, James? I'm doing as well as I can be. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> you feel, feeling a little cabin fever lately? Uh, yeah, you know, there's that, uh, the, certainly the Groundhog Day scenario of uh, repetition. Um, I just had a great um, morning check-in huddle with, uh, with the team and uh, just reminding them to break the repetition and to stay sane. And that was my tip for this week. <laughs> I think that's a very good, good tip for this week. And I have to check in with my team as, as well. Um, but our, our team is, is split between the East coast and the West coast. So I generally don't have like a one team phone call. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, so, so James, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little about figments as, as an agency. Yeah, happy to. So I run a digital marketing firm, full service digital firm called uh, Figments, F-I-G-M-I-N-T-S.com. And uh, we do storytelling that actually proves revenue results. So um, start with brand storytelling, logo design, website design, development, because of course we have to. Uh, but this last part where we're actually proving results for clients by setting up digital automation um, content creation, thought leadership, so we can drive traffic and see real results happen. And we actually do some of those calls on behalf of the client. So we're really trying to take as much of that funnel responsibility as possible. And I've been running an agency now for, uh, it's our eighth year. We're about 20 full-time employees. Um, and uh, since Figments, I've started about nine companies. Uh, so I'm a, a little <laughs> bit of a serial entrepreneur. Um, uh, have a little, some startups and some software companies and some subsidiaries. Um, I'm actually, I uh, just got invited to speak at inbound. I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, uh, the I am certainly familiar. Companies. I'm certainly familiar with it. That doesn't okay, mean great. everybody listening is <laughs> sure. So the inbound, it's the largest marketing conference in the world. Um, uh, it's run by the software tool HubSpot, uh, which is very fast growing. Uh, it's a hot stock to, to keep your eye on and, uh, yeah, just got invited to speak, uh, which is, uh, flattering. Um, one 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 particular question you you certainly said that your agency helps with thought leadership which yeah. um is a buzzword but i'm going to have you break it down what does thought leadership exactly mean yeah great question so this day i, I only try to ask the great ones man yeah I try not to ask stupid ones <laughs> you're, you're, great job so far so um the Thought leadership is a principle behind content marketing where today uh, buyers are more informed than ever because they can go online, they can research blogs, uh, they could just go to Google and start searching, well, what do I need to know if I'm going to hire a great patent attorney or what do I need to know if I'm going to hire a great agency? Um, and you can find a lot of information. The person uh, who can author that great content becomes the authority uh, in that world. And so uh, this is the category we call thought leadership. If you can start to author a lot of great content, all of a sudden you, your name gets attached to um, all this, uh, all these great SEO content, all these great keywords um, when people are searching for, you know, that particular niche, that particular item, your name starts to keep come up more and more. And so you become the thought leader uh, in that category. Gotcha, sir. I, I I just wanted to to break out the buzzword. That's that's. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's all. It's so, so funny. It's like uh, you know the uh, curse of knowledge. Uh, I I don't even think about that as a buzzword anymore. It's so ingrained in my 
Well, as a lawyer, I'm a trained cynic. So I I (laughs) want to make, I want to make sure. And, and, and also uh, somebody recently said that I, that I, I, I take a complex ideas and I break them down so that the average person can understand them well. So I, I do want to try to break, that is a goal of mine is to try to break things down so that everybody can understand mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's great. as best as possible. Cause that's not always true. Right. Uh, so, so let's talk, uh, let's talk about three particular rules that um, businesses need to remember while you know, this pan- pandemic is going on, our lockdown is going on, our self-quarantine is going on, however we would like to, to define this right now. Sure. Yeah, it was so interesting when you gave me this prompt to think about, um, uh, you know, just so the listeners know, you, you came up with this idea, the, the three rules, right, uh, that are highlighted. And it was interesting the way you phrased it because I don't think a lot of people think about marketing in terms of rules. And so uh, I kind of had to go back and do a little bit of research myself. It's like, what, what would be the rules around marketing? And then I, I stumbled upon um, a book that I read uh, probably 10 years ago um, called The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing by Al Reese and Jack Trout, um, which is a classic. Uh, Al Reese is toted for having created the category of marketing positioning, which is, um, you know, something that we... Uh, something many companies use on a daily basis, you know, positioning yourself against your competitors. Right. So, um, highly recommend this book. Anybody listening? Um, it is a classic it's textbook, um, marketing literature. Uh, you should absolutely check it out. And what else are you doing these days? You should absolutely be (laughs) trying to better yourself. And, uh, this is a great book to pick up, but, um, there are 22 laws. We don't have time to go through all the laws here, (laughs) but, um, there's, uh, I found there's, there's six themes. So I'll go over the six themes to give you a general idea of what the book is about. Uh, and then um, I thought it'd be good to kind of highlight, you know, three or four different laws in the book that I think are really relevant today. If, uh, if you think that's all right. Absolutely. So let's go, let's, let's jump right into these six themes that you've, uh, yeah, sure. that you've thought of. So, uh, so f- first one is, is be first. Yeah. So uh, in the book, um, the first few laws are around, leadership category mind perception um, the general principle here is the authors are encouraging you to be first in a category or to be um, to be the first one that says something and if you can't be the first one that invented sugary caffeinated you know drink you can be the first one that has a sugary caffeinated drink that tastes like cherries I don't know so you can uh, you know there's different ways um, to be the first in uh, in the consumer's mind so um, or you could just be the first in their mind or you can be perceived as the best or the first in, in a certain way so I think being first is a extremely it's a strong law around marketing I, I would tend to agree with you there. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is when I try to um, peg a keyword, not with just a blog post, but also with one of my video blog posts. And and I, I notice that the SEO, when it goes up um, with my video, my video transcript, maybe some other notes on it, you know, it, it tends to go up because I might not be the first one on that topic, but I might be the first one with the video Sure. On that topic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. So that principle, uh, tried and true, and it makes sense, right? I mean, if you, you're the first to say something, it sounds new and we're all, 
we're all addicted to the new and shiny things out there. So I think that's a, that's a strong law. Uh, second one is to own a word. Um, so not, yeah, only... I, I'm, I'm curious as to, I'm curious as to what that means. Yeah. So in uh, the general principle here is that if you're going to do marketing, well, you can latch onto a single word to try to carry the idea of your brand forward. Um, so really interestingly, the bigger companies you can, uh, th- that you see out there, um, really in, in different categories, uh, McDonald's, for instance, I think they, uh, they use the word love, right? Yes. Uh, I'm loving it. Um, and, and they use that worldwide as well. It's the same phrase in every language. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Coca-Cola happiness, right? Yes. So they, they kind of key in on this one, fr- one word, one phrase, one idea, and the shorter and more simple it can be, uh, simpler it can be the better. So, um, you know, we're, we're the average, well, not just average people, even smart people aren't that smart. We don't, we can't, um, you know, the, you're, you're still probably struggling with how I described figments at the beginning of you know, this, uh, <laughs> this podcast. Um, but if I said something like, um, you know, we make, we make it easier to sell things for everybody. I don't know. Um, so maybe easy, easy is the, is the keyword that I want to try to continue to get into people's mind. Um, and, uh, I don't have the marketing budget of, of Coca-Cola or McDonald's <laughs> to try to get happiness or love into people's minds, but they do. Uh, and they've done a great job. You know, they've, uh, when you think about, you know, uh, McDonald's, bada, 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 you know, that was a really poor rendition. Let me do one more. Right. There um, you go. You got it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, owning a word, focus, exclusivity. Um, you know, if somebody else has that word, well, it's it's hard to compete. Um, so you, you have to find your own word. And I find a lot of professional struggle at that. You know, oh, when sure. when when we do um, when when we do um, networking meetings, when we do events, I'm always finding that professionals can't seem to get that simple idea <laughs> out of their mouths that, that they want to take 70 seconds to describe what they do. And really you should be able to do that very simply, very easily, maybe not in a word, but you should be able to do it very simply and easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, the third one here is uh, the third category I'm grouping together is uh, something I call the rung matters. So in the book, um, the authors talk about how it is a, it is a competition. It's a race, right? Or, you know, right. there is a best in class and then there's a second best in class and there's, you know, and then so on. Um, so you have to understand where you are on the ladder. You have to understand that um, uh, eventually it'll always become a two horse race. So the, uh, you know, the, um, the categories that have been around the longest, like sugary drinks, right? Um, Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, there are other, you know, players, but nobody has the market share that Coke and Pepsi have. It's always going to be a two horse race. Um, You know, the idea that uh, if you're not the first on the ladder, you can use whoever is the first um, and combat their weaknesses or say that their weaknesses are your strengths or say your strengths are their weaknesses, et cetera. Right. and then, uh, yeah, and then the category is going to become divided. Um, it's always going to become divided. Um, so, you know, you need to plant your feet in the ground and, and try to uh, own, the, own that word, uh, be the leader, you know. Um, so, yeah, really interesting uh, principle here. Um, 
Uh, and I have a little story that I think um, shares this really well. Um, if you've been around in the, I think it was the 70s, uh, Avis did a really great um, campaign. Uh, Avis, the car rental company. Sure. They did a campaign that said, uh, we're second, we're the second best or something <laughs> like that. Um, and the campaign, the commercial was basically, well, since we're second best, our lines are shorter and, uh, you know, we're not going to hassle you and we know we have to compete for your dollar. And at the end of the day, we know we need to work harder. So choose Avis. Right? And uh, it worked incredibly well. It was like, a, uh, it was a great campaign. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking here with Rung Matters, does that, does that include the customers or clients that, that accompany services because as you supposedly as you move up the rung maybe your clientele moves up the rung with you yeah really great point um it depends on the category it depends on uh, of course you know the the competition themselves i mean sometimes enron was at the top of the rung right? <laughs> um, and so you know you're going to collect some of those clients uh, so yeah I, I think it's it absolutely changes it absolutely adapts and um, your marketing strategy has to adapt with it so if you were if avis all of a sudden became number one you know you're going to drop that campaign pretty quick yes uh, so yeah there is there is definitely a shift there's always a, a flexibility that you need to have you know running the marketing well uh, I, I completely agree with you on that. And the next, uh, the next principle that you have is called the long haul. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the idea that there is no single marketing effort that happens in, um, in an isolated way. Um, every company is in it for the long haul. And so um, if you're going to do marketing well, you need to think about how that particular campaign um, is associated to the other things that you're doing, right? Um, you know, does this work well with this billboard? Does this, um, you know, does, uh, um, does this, the way that we're responding to this negative event, like this, this era, right? In the, in the era of COVID do uh, how we communicate with our clients is that um, in line with how we've been doing other types of marketing and communication, you know, does it feel as genuine? Does it feel, um, you know, in the same, in the same vein? So, um, you know, a quick story on that figments, we tried to, we've been a fairly positive company in, in all of our literature and all of our writing. And so, um, you know, we wanted to keep it very positive, you know, be aware that this is happening, but quickly moved to helping people staying positive, you know, um, a little lighthearted, you know, in, sure. in the vein of things. So, um, yeah, it's happening. It happens all together. And so, um, uh, there's, it's interesting. One of the laws in this category, in this, uh, in this group here talks about how over time though, this one, this one channel or this one element of your marketing will always outshine the others, right? It'll always get the best results, the law of singularity. Um, so, you know, I'll talk about that later. I think that's, uh, this is a time, you know, when, uh, uh, when that can really, this can be a, a time when you really um, make that imprint in your, in your customer. Sure. Lives, right? You know, to go back to fast food and talking about our, our current situation, um, the uh, I'm noticing a lot of fast food restaurants are saying, you know, still open for drive through. Uh, you know, they're, they're telling you, you know, you can come, you, you can come to us, you can get what you want. Like you've always been able to get what you want in, in, in mm -hmm. a way that that's a, to me, you know, it, it's the long haul. Like 
I don't know how long this is going to last. Not, not, none of us do, but if, if, you know, if you want your burger, you can come to us and you can, you can drive through and, and be safe is, is effectively what they're trying to promise. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. And it plays into, you know, the, the laws in here, perspective extension. Absolutely. Um, so the next one is called contrast. This is one of my favorite ones um, because uh, there's a great, a couple great books, lots of great marketing books written about this. Uh, Marty mm-hmm. Newmar wrote about uh, Zag. When your when your competitor zig, you should zag. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Seth Godin wrote about Purple Cow. Right, um, yes. being unique oftentimes is better than being good. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's from a marketing perspective, right? Uh, once they get there, you still have to fulfill. So, uh, yeah, I think the uh, really interesting thing uh, about contrast is. Um, it's such a timeless principle in marketing that the the shiny thing, but also the 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 weird thing, the the loudest thing that that's gonna get our attention, the squeaky wheel, right? Um, and so there, there's there's something about that that I think is uh, really interesting, stand out, right? A lot of people are using the same exact language today, you know, in this crisis, uh, in their marketing. This is unprecedented, unprecedented times. They're, they're, everybody's doing webinars, right? Everybody's doing, right. like, uh, we're trying to do something different. Like, we're, we're going to go and put out an entire class, not just one webinar. Um, you're going to do video podcasts or videos on top of doing, you know, just podcasts. Um, I, think that, I think that's powerful if you could, um, and I, I'm going to say most, most attorneys uh, in the IP space aren't doing what you're doing right so i think that, that, that yes that is a part of why we're doing this of exactly, course <laughs> yeah so that's it, one of the best uh you know best pieces of advice i think it's a, a really great category not sure why this is uh so low in the number of uh in the laws of this book but it's it's something i really appreciate you know a few a few episodes ago um we had uh chelsea pendock from innovision advertising which is a placement agency and we discussed the need to advertise in a time like now. In a way, a company that continues its advertising and its advertising budget and its SEM budget and its SEO budget, in a way, that's a contrast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's so interesting. We've had um, about half a dozen clients get a little nervous. Um, Only half a dozen? (laughs) Yeah, only half a dozen. Uh, Yeah, we have about 30 or 40 clients um, at different stages, different sizes. And... um, Half a dozen came uh, and they were a little nervous about, you know, where things are going um, the first week and four or five of them came back and said, Hey, you know what? We're, we're not going to pause marketing. We have to keep going uh, on marketing because right. this is a good time to be working on it. And people get that people understand well, our clients do. They understand how important it is to get that right. Um, sure. And we just have this feeling that there are a lot of companies out there that if they knew more about marketing, maybe they would feel the same way. That's why we're actually creating this online class to try to teach people this principle. So uh, we call it the 60-day marketing challenge. Um, so you can go to 60daymarketing.com, check it out, sign up. It's totally free. Um, and uh, yeah, I've partnered with a few different agencies to help teach this material and, and get it out there. So um, I can't make ventilators uh, or masks, uh, <laughs> but I can help businesses think through their, their marketing better during this time and 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 i can't do that either actually (laughs) my bachelor's in computer science so i could code but i can't uh... (laughs) powerful yeah well even then i'm 
I'm what uh, nearly twenty years out of date on my, uh, <laughs> on, my on my coding. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this uh, sixth uh, theme that that you pulled out, which is yeah. the future. Yeah, so really interesting. You know, the the last five or six laws in the in the book talk about how unpredictable it is, um, <laughs> how unpredictable the future is. Yeah, who would have thought how... two months ago we would have been doing this? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, the success, you know, how uh, success leads to arrogance and arrogance leads to failure. And that, you know, so the law of success, the law of failure, the law of hype. Um, uh, yeah, so interesting. There's a lot of these that uh, I think play into, especially uh, in, in crisis times, war times like this. Um, like... Uh, the law of hype, for example, is, you know, usually the way things are, are usually the opposite of what the press says, <laughs> the way they are, uh, which is a little controversial. So yeah, I didn't write little, it. You can, you can yeah, blame that's, Al Reese. That's a little, little controversial. Yes, I, <laughs> right. I would say so. Um, you know, uh, the law of acceleration, don't build on fads, build on, build on trends, which is, that's the way they write it in the book. And, uh, there's not enough time to unpack all that. But. Yes, I was going to say, what's the difference between a fad and a trend? That's a fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I think there. I think trends uh, stay around. You know the the idea that um, you know the internet was a trend, right? <laughs> uh, it wasn't a fad. So uh, you know, focusing on those areas, but it's it's so hard to tell. Like, how do you tell you know between uh, one or the other? Like uh, cryptocurrency, sure. do you? Uh, oh. Are you a crypto fan? Um, yes and no. I, I can see the I can see the potential benefits of crypto. I um, certainly have had crypto clients. Um, on the same token, I'm I'm a little dubious about the average person say buying sure. into crypto as well. Yeah, and and we know that governments don't buy into crypto either because they want to treat it as if it's an asset and not a currency and and deal with taxation from that particular standpoint. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan and yet I'm not a fan, mm. if that makes sense. Well, you're cautious, right? You don't know yet if it's a <laughs> fad or a trend. And um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are still on the fad boat, but um, I don't know. I, I, it seems like such a logical move or logical progress of where currency is going. Um, so well, let me give you another another uh, fad or trend kind of thought, which sure. is which is video on your website. Oh, and, yeah. And trend. <laughs> trend, but certainly it doesn't act the way Facebook and Twitter made made video seem as if people would would grab onto it. Like in other words, it's important to have audio and video files say on your website. That does help with SEO. Yes. But I kind of seem to think that 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 the way social media companies were pushing video, it's it was as if nobody would ever want the written word again. <laughs> That's uh, that is definitely the extreme. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't think we're gonna get ever get to a point where there are no words on websites and it's all video. Um, but uh, video is here to stay. You know, there there are. All the stats point in the right direction. It's it increases search engine rankings by up to twenty to thirty percent. It increases the time you stay on page two to three x. Um, people are sixty percent more likely to buy from a company if uh, if they have video as a part of their sales you know process. Um, 
So yeah, amazing stats around video. The, this, the, um, algorithm that you're pulling up from social is really interesting. Uh, LinkedIn is a good example of this. They were LinkedIn's always really late to the game uh, around technology and uh, you know how they roll things out. So they were doing live video pretty late. It was like a year after Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, and the uh, the other folks. But uh, uh, you know they won't outright say this, but it's absolutely true. People who were using live video on LinkedIn were just you know their rankings were getting you know shot. Right, uh, rank. They were getting ranked higher because they wanted to promote people who had video, right? So they wanted to show off. They wanted, they wanted news streams to be full of all these videos, and so it worked. I mean, because they own that. Of course, it worked. They they fixed the the system. Sure. Um. So, you know, is it as um, is it as is is there hype? Yes, there's absolutely hype around it. Um, is it valuable though? Absolutely. I think it it's here to stay. So, so let me ask you this: Why did you highlight the the one the the themes that you did highlight? Yeah, there's there's some obvious ones in here because uh, I go back to your question. You know, which which ones are highlighted during a time like this? And I think there's <clears throat> easy ones like unpredictability. There's hype, uh, the loss sacrifice. You know, I think those are all really obvious laws that are uh, that happen in crisis times. But um, you know, the law of category really interesting because in a time like this, I, I, I want to highlight that one as <clears throat> a special time where companies can reinvent themselves and invent new products. Right. And you right. know all about that as a, as a, uh, <laughs> as a patent firm, we, we, we might've, we might've handled a, a new thing or two in our time. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the story I like to use is, you know, maybe there's a barbecue restaurant that was struggling uh, they have a great fan base and they've never thought about technology. You know, they've done things the old way. Sure. And uh, now they're kind of, for, you know, their hand is forced to maybe consider doing takeout and maybe consider doing, selling their barbecue sauce, right? Why not sell your barbecue sauce? It's, it's easier than ever to do that. <clears throat> and uh, many companies out there could, could think along those lines and do similar activities, right? They could, they could digify their their offering in a way uh, that helps them in this time and create new new stuff. Do you think it's as easy as uh, I'm I'm saying it is? Probably not, but that doesn't mean that I don't find it to be something that's that's worthwhile to think about. L- let me take the first example that you that you said the barbecue sauce. Um, sure. I think a lot of I think a lot of people who our chefs might create a barbecue sauce for a restaurant, but might not understand what it takes to go into retail on a barbecue sauce. Like those two, those two markets are radically different markets. Um, you also have to think about packaging. You also have to think about, you know, food regulations, which, you know, from a restaurant standpoint, you, you might have cleanliness as sure. one particular part of, of, of the regulations that you deal with labor and employment. But if you start selling food, now you have to start thinking about how to brand the food. You also have to think about the nutrition in the, right. in the food. You also have to think about how you're going to, to calculate what the nutrition facts are in your mm-hmm. food, what a serving size is. You, uh, a lot of chefs probably never thought what a serving size was because they probably just take the barbecue sauce that they right. create and slather it. But now you have to think about what a serving size is. You have to get the chemical breakdown for how many calories, what shelf stabilization, shelf stabilization. Exactly. So, yeah. so, 
On one hand, yes, I understand completely where you're thinking. If I'm a restaurant, you know, if I'm a, the chef at a restaurant and now I can only do takeout, and so my my real estate is um, costs have gone have have stayed the same, but my income has not. Gee, that seems like a very simple way of going from one market to the next. So, so I understand your logic completely. There are just items there that that you know that restaurant owner has never had to deal with before. Totally. You know, yeah, and it's. It's exactly why I've started this class because I think that I, the topics that you're talking about are easier than people assume it to be, right? So thinking through branding, thinking through um, validating your market, thinking through uh, packaging, thinking through how you're going to sell it. Uh, yes, there are some technical things that you, uh, you still have to go through like... Um, uh, getting shelf, shelf stabilization and labeling and nutrition. Sure. Uh, but there are, uh, there are some cottage laws, right? Where you can sell some. Absolutely. Right. From, from your Absolutely. home. Absolutely. Um, so the food is interesting. Um, I, I didn't mention this. I have a, a degree in culinary on, on top of uh, some other degrees that I, I got, but uh, I got it to, um, to impress a girl and it worked. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, but I just think now is the time, right. You know, for, for that particular company, um, you, you, we have more time or some people have more time, um, to consider inventing something, creating yes. a category for themselves. It's a great time to invent. And, and, and that doesn't mean that my, you know, my questions, you know, again, I'm a cynic, I'm a trained, I'm a lawyer, I'm a trained cynic, you know, that's, <laughs> right. that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the line that I have, which just means, um, if somebody comes to me and they say, I have a new, um, you know, I have a new invention. My first question to them is what's your business plan? Mm-hmm. that's what I want to say. I want to see your business plan as well. And, you know, if, if not, I've got many referrals for you to go get a business plan as sure. well, because once you spend money on, on trying to get the, your invention patented, yeah. getting your name trademarked, getting, you know, whatever else you need, you know, that's protected, right. we, we've got to, you know, you've got to make money on it. That's a whole other podcast. Yes, it is. To, I'd love to talk to you about <laughs> the validity of business plans these days. Because my bachelor's is in entrepreneurship. I wrote six or six or seven different business plans in school, and they they are just so worthless. <laughs> they're so. Uh, they're, I, I could have done other things with my time. I could have actually started businesses. I feel like. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the, you know, some of the things like, uh, like category, um, you know, uh, law singularity, I think is, uh, is really interesting, you know, to, to point out in, in this time, um, you know, in each situation, only one move will, pr- will produce the most substantial results, right? So uh, it's basically the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. And so, you know, really focusing in on uh, on kind of one activity, um, especially during this time when you can market. And I didn't mention this. Communication is such a powerful tool today, right? Yes. And I call it, I call it the sledgehammer, right? <laughs> you can do, you can build a house. Uh, you know, it's an important tool to have while you're building a house and it could break, it can break things. It could break bones, right? So you could do a lot of damage with this tool. So be careful of how you communicate. Um, so, you know, how you market, uh, being absolutely genuine uh, in in your candor, um, like Avis, right? Uh, just yes. being real about where you are and out there. Those are just some of the rules I feel like are um, really powerful. Great book, check it out. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> awesome. 
So James, um, so thank you so much for being on. We are just about out of time. Uh, so how can everybody find you? Yeah, so uh, you can check out our website, figments, F-I-G-M-I-N-T-S dot com uh, to see more about our the main agency. Um, uh, you can uh, follow our blog there and uh, see all of my crazy musings of, uh, of weird projects that we're doing. Uh, but the, the best one, the law of singularity project that we're doing right now is uh, we call the 60 day marketing challenge. So you can go to 60 day marketing.com uh, and check out that, uh, that program. It's a free class where you can learn how to start a business or learn all the things that you didn't know about marketing. So that is, uh, we have two, those two classes kind of running uh, simultaneously uh, and for totally free for everybody. James, thank you so much for being on. And thank once you. again, everyone, this is Anthony Verna. I'm also the managing partner at Verna Law. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please rate us. Please rate us five stars. And if you only rate us four stars, well, I'm just going to think that you're disagreeable. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Law and Business Podcast.